The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. All right, the radio show ATL, the aftermath, is back on the air. You got M16 and Easy hanging out with you. Easy, what's up, man? How's it going? Man, I get to talk with fan. I get to talk about fantasy football with somebody, man. Uh, I, th- this is gonna be great, man. I be trying to get you to play leagues with me. You know, I be getting tired of arguing with Dre and Jimmy and all them folks. I get to talk to somebody about fantasy football. I, yeah, I'd love to who's see basically a, a fantasy football expert, but he's got more than that going on. He also has his podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, and he's a stand-up comedian. We're talking to Kevin Goatee. All right, we're gonna get into it with him about movies, you know, among other things, and then. Easy's gonna want to talk about fantasy, so let's not keep him waiting. Let's bring him in and let's talk to him. You are now listening to the radio show. Easy, are you following all the quarantine rules? Uh, the is not listening, y'all. He's not a fan of the show, so <laughs> because. <laughs> I am following the rules because uh, if I wasn't, my girlfriend who lives in Mississippi would kill me otherwise. So, yes, I am following every rule. Got it. So don't arm wrestle EZ anytime soon. Got you. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. ATL to Aftermath on the air, and we got with us Kevin Goatee, the host of Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. Kevin, thanks for making time to come on the show. Fellas, thanks so much for having me. This is a joy and honor. We're going to have ourselves a rip shit good time. You're damn right we are. We got some questions for you. Get to you know know you and your story just a little bit uh, better here. So, uh, Kevin, I want to start off, I guess, uh, talking to you about you got you know an extensive background of a lot of things in entertainment, but I want to start off talking about the world of uh, stand-up comedy because it has a reputation for being one of the toughest like occupations to attempt so where did the love for making people laugh come from and do you feel like it kind of came naturally for you um where did it come from i guess a lifelong desire to be that wise ass in the class just saying shit and getting people to crack up that's i guess that's where it came from uh it, it's just it, it's just one of those like weird things that gets a calling and you're like i know you watch so much comedy like i mean I, christ probably the first special i remember watching was eddie murphy raw and that just was you know the bible still was great you know chris rock's bigger and blacker dennis leary's no cure for cancer those like those are the top three i can remember and recite still to this day word for word and after a while it's like man i think i could do something not not as good as those guys that's for sure but nonetheless i could i could try and carve my own thing out here and see what's up so and then you start writing jokes and then trying to see if it happens and then you go to open mics and then you just meet other people and you keep going to mics and grinding and you go to these bar shows and hopefully you get booked by your by people that think you're funny and wash rinse repeat go to clubs same story hopefully the booker thinks you're funny get on in the lineups away we go it is what it's the hardest thing there is to do 
because you can't you can't hide. Like if you're in an improv troupe, yuck. But I'm just kidding. But uh, you can't hide on that, man. It's it's you. It's a mic. It's a stage, and that's it. You can't hide behind anybody else. You're gonna live by the sword. You're gonna die by the sword. You're gonna come out swinging and be great, or you're just gonna eat a barrel of dicks on stage, and that's gonna happen a lot. So you're gonna get you're gonna be real bad before you even get pretty good. So be prepared kids it ain't that easy so don't think oh yeah i could do it no 99 percent of you suck at it don't do it he said a barrel of dicks <laughs> yeah. all right so listening to that about this the stand-up and then pivoting to the podcast i know we were chatting a little bit about movies before we got got started recording here so the podcast gutting the sacred cow you take mm -hmm. a deep dive into movies like where so where did the concept come from and how much do you enjoy like giving your take on cinema? I know we were going back and forth about our movie experience beforehand, but how does that, I mean, how do you feel about being able to give your take on cinema? Cause it's obviously something that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. I've always been a bit, I've been a huge movie guy since I was a kid. The first movie I remember seeing in the theater is star Wars when they re-released it when empire came out in 1980 and I was just blown away. And the, the two, the scenes I remember, especially are the trash scene compactor scene with a, you know, they're, they're getting played around with by that, that monster in there. And I was just captivated. I mean, E.T. also, still this day, I still cry like a little bitch when I watch that, when he goes home and the flowers die. My God. But I've always been a movie guy, a movie kid, since as long as I can remember. I've always been captivated. And every jerk off on the Internet has a podcast about movies. And it's the same four dudes like, yeah, man. Star Wars is better. You know, they take a sip of their craft beer IPA. Oh, yeah, Empire is better than Star Wars. Fuck you. Jedi's better than all three of them. It's a bunch of just dudes that no one knows or no one cares about arguing about stuff. And I wasn't going to go down that route. So I said, and there were plenty of podcasts out that, that trash bad films. They go, that's like dunking on Muggs. That's like Hakeem Olajuwon dunking on Muggsy Bogues. Like, he can do that any day, all day. Where is the skill in that? So I said, well, the real balls or when people have an unpopular opinion about movies that are widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. And that's where I had this idea. I go, let's see if these people, myself included, I've, I've actually stepped on as a gutter, as we call it, in a couple episodes, have the balls to come on and say, you know what? I think that Back to the Future sucks. Jaws sucks. Avengers Endgame sucks. The Dark Knight sucks. Uh, we just did Heat last week. This week's episode, I'm sorry, this coming upcoming episode is Heat. Last week, it was, uh, oh, my God. Oh, um, why am I blind? Oh, High Fidelity. The week before that, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Dr. Drew. It's just finding people to go, hey, you know what, man? I really hate this film, and I'm not afraid to shout it out, even though everyone, their grandmother loves it. And I will say, like, the one comic, the, the one thing, the common thread we've had here is that through a lot of the rewatching as an adult, some stuff doesn't hold up or it never was that good or guess what you're an asshole and you're wrong it's still a classic but there's a lot of things that you're like man that's a good film i'm surprised but then you watch it with your i like to call it the jeweler's loop you know that little thing that you the guys put in their eye to look at a diamond and some of these films we all loved were like oh boy i could see the warts so but again, we all love films. That's why we're here. And again, if, we, if someone comes on and tries to attack films that we hate or love, excuse me, they get the business. This is facts. This is facts because I got a few of them on my list where it's like it's on site if you try to talk about them. But, you know, that's a story for another day. We can get into that later. So right. that ray of sunshine that you see right there is Kevin Goatee. He's the host yeah. of 
Gut and the Sacred Cow podcast. All right, so he's the producer and presenter of Comics Watching Comics. Again, yeah. we mentioned the podcast Gut and the Sacred Cow, so that's available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And you can search on YouTube for Gutting the Sacred Cow. Easy, do you have something here for Mr. Kevin Goatee? Of course I do. So, Kevin, I heard you are you're big into uh, fantasy football. So, if you want to go down this rabbit hole with me, I, I'd love to take you on down through there. Let's party. So let me ask you first off, what what is your draft strategy, right? Like how how do you approach drafts? Obviously, depending on what kind of league you play, you got a different strategy. But I'd love to just kind of hear your thoughts about how you do uh, some of your drafts. Best player available. Always is, always will be best player available. Defense and kickers are the last two rounds no matter what. I don't give a shit. Uh, there are no 2,000 Ravens around there anymore. Um, kickers aren't worth shit. I pick them up and drop them every week. I like to pick up kickers, especially in the later weeks who are at a, in a dome kicking to not get cute. I do not touch defenses until uh, again, who's the best defense out there? The Niners are right. I would say, yeah, I would, I, I don't care. Maybe I would make an exception with the third to last pick. I would take them, but never take defense and kickers before the last two rounds, but I'm always about best available out there. Tight ends, if I'm not getting a Kelsey in the first round, I mean, maybe Mark Andrews in the second or third. I'm passing on tight ends for a long, long, long time. I'm building up my depth with all running backs and wide receivers because everybody goes through and gets an injury, and I love snaking people. It's my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing <laughs> to do for the last years was, and this is my move, I go, who out there has Dalvin Cook? And someone goes, ah, shit, because they know I'm going to go take Alexander Madison. Yep, yep. In the, in the 10th or 11th round, because Dalvin Cook, without fail, misses at least one to three games a year. Yeah, it's and inevitable. I, and Alexander Madison year. gets at least 102 touchdowns every game he plays in. So, best available. I mean, I've done, I'm in four leagues. Last year, I lost the Super Bowl in two. The year before that, I won three out of the four leagues. In this, I won the Super Bowl in three out of the four leagues. So I've been doing this for a while. I like to think I know what I'm doing, and I'm pretty good at it, I guess. So, you know, again, but a lot of it's luck. For example, the one of the leagues I thought I was going to easily moonwalk to, my first three picks, I was number one. And, it's a, and it's, this was the first year of a keeper, so you had to get your guys now. First overall pick, I took Jonathan Taylor. Whoops. Uh, next pick, next pick, Josh Allen, pretty good, but not as good as he was before. Third pick was AJ Brown money in the bank. I would have thought I would have ran rough shot on that league, but you know, one and a half of those three picks weren't all that good. So uh, I think I made the playoffs in that, but I think I lost in like the first or second round. So, but again, a lot of luck, you know, doesn't matter how good of a draft you have. You get two kids, you know, you lose your first two round picks to injury for the year. You're fucked. Get play get playoffs are one on the waiver wire, kids. That's how they're one luck and waiver wire. Yeah, it's funny you brought up luck because it, that really is um, what it is. And you know, like I, I think a lot of times some folks try to get cute and they listen to Twitter and they look at the the draft boards and all that kind of stuff. But like for me, if I feel really good about a player and like that's who I want, I you know. If I feel like that's the right value and the right time to go get him, I'm gonna go get him. I can care. I can give two shits about what you say about it because you know, if I have stats and other things to back it up, then you know. Do I you have stat? Do you have stats to back up taking a kicker in the in the twelfth round? Well, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, it, you know, if it's a, if it's an app like Sleeper, 
I won't even draft a kicker or a defense. I'll just kind of grab two extra players and just kind of wait it out. Um, but I'm like you. If it's like an ESPN league where, like, they make you take a kicker or a defense, I wait until, like, the last two rounds. Like, I, you know, I just try to get as many players as possible because, you know, you let's say you draft the 49ers defense in, like, the 12th round or whatever. What if, what if all the defense gets hurt? Then you're screwed. You're dropping that defense, and then you're trying to look for somebody else on the waiver wire. Like, what happens when they play the Chiefs in Kansas City? No matter right. how good the defense is, yeah, you know something's going to happen. Are you going to pick up another defense and stash them for a week? Depends how many roster spots you have. Yep. If you have a small bench, like one league, I think I have either five or six bench spots. Man, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can stash a defense freak. So you might bite the bolt and play Kansas City and hope that it – Casey only drops 28 instead of 42 like they usually do. Right, right. Yeah, and the strategy you were talking about with, like, later on in the year, like, looking for the specific kickers, I do that with the defenses. Like, towards the end of the year, too. I'm just like, man, who's playing the Texans? Uh, well, it yep. used to be the Jaguars. Jaguars are, you know, they got a good offense now. But, like, man, who's playing the uh, the Texans? Who's playing the, the Redskins or the Commanders now? Like, give me mm-hmm. the trash offenses down the stretch, you know. I, I don't care what the, the defense is, you know, because – if the offense is that bad, you know, they can usually get you some points on some fumbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound, sound advice. Uh, my next question for you is what is the best trade you've ever made? And what is the worst trade you've ever made? You can go with either one first. Um, I, God, this is loaded. I don't know. Like I, I, I make trades and it's, I, I run a league in the last two years of a league. I don't ever veto trades. I said that day one. I said the rule, and this is how old the league is. I said, unless you are trying to trade Adrian Peterson for a kicker and it's the end of the year and I know you're trying to have a fire sale because that's your boy, I'm not vetoing shit unless it's that kind of trade. Right. I had a buddy who got – I had had people who got mad at me the last two years. So last year the trade, the guy was – my buddy came off to a fast start, and he was – he was he, I drafted Russ Wilson – and then I and I and he was because I said, oh, this would be a great pick. I got him right in the perfect time. I don't know. Let's say ninth round or whatever. I go. Russ is gonna have a great year. This fucking guy's still out here in the ninth. Whoops. So my buddy hits me up. He's like, I'm gonna. I'll give you Derek Carr, who I wanted, and he snaked me because I waited so long. I was like in the 13th for a backup, and he snaked. Oh, no, that's another. Never mind. That's another league. Take that back. He goes, I'll give you Derek Carr, and uh, you give me the Niners defense. I go sold. And everyone got so fucking pissed. You can't, you can't do that trade, Derek Carr. You can't. He's gonna get way more points than the Niners' defense. And my thing is this, guys: if you make a better deal, that's good for you. If the other person makes a stupid deal, am I not going to take advantage of that? Am I gonna yell at you for that? That's why I'll never be part of a league where they have to approve trades because if someone makes a better deal, and if it's not 50-50 across the board, everyone's gonna veto it because they don't want you getting better. They're selfish. So if I make a better deal, fuck you. That's on you. I traded my buddy. (laughs) I forgot what it was, but I got Mike Evans. And again, that sent everybody over the edge. They didn't think I gave up enough for Mike Evans. So I don't remember. I don't think I've ever made a bad trade. I I know I've I've waived guys, put them on the wire, and someone scooped them up and fucking held on to them, and they, they beat me. One guy, and I and I didn't know better. It was my first year doing the league. I dropped Sean Dawkins, the receiver, in the championship game, but the guy picked him up, but you can't pick up players. 
because two days until the fact, you know, they have to clear waivers. He's like, uh-huh. He picked up with Sean Dawkins. He caught two touchdowns, and I lost that game because I, I dropped him. But I should be like, you can't pick him up. He hasn't cleared waivers. So that was probably the worst move I made. But trade-wise, man, I'm, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I, I sniff out bad trades. I also love screen shooting. Screenshotting? What's the word here, fellas? Is it a screen shooting or screenshotting um, trade offers? Screenshot. Oh. Screenshots? All right. <laughs> Yeah. So I put up a screenshot. Well, well, I'll play it safe. I'll screenshot some of these awful ass trades. I'll get to go. Uh oh, dumb dildo alert! And I'll put the picture of the trade up there, so I can see <laughs> what kind of fucking garbage you think is. Guys, I'm good at this. Most of you guys are pretty good too. What makes you think I'm gonna make a make? Why would I want to give up uh, Brandon a uh, trade for Brandon Cooks and give up fucking Cooper Cup or something stupid like that? Right, right. Yeah, I'm like shut the fuck up. So. Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because, like, like you know, if I like a player, I don't mind giving up more than like what the consensus says or whatever. I need to be. I need. I need to be in your league then. <laughs> well, wait. I'm just like, like for me, like, like you know, like I play dynasty, right? And if I know mm-hmm. my team is absolutely like loaded, I know I got a chance to win. Like, I don't mind giving up more than enough. Like one trade, I always talk about like. One year I traded for Diggs, and this was still when he was with Minnesota. Right. It was like the back half of the year, and he just kind of went on this hot streak. Like for some reason they started throwing to him. I, I don't know if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback at the time. It, this was like he 17, was 18. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he got like hot down the stretch. And I was like, man, if I have Diggs in my flex, like I could really like win this league. So I went all out. Like I traded Lockett and like some other folks. And uh-oh. Ended up winning the league because, you know, everybody stayed healthy and I had digs. And it was just like one of those things was like, you know, locking for digs was probably just a fair swap at the time because now. Diggs but why would you trade? Like, why? You, why If you're already blowing up the league, why would you fuck up that chemistry? I would I would never make a trade if I'm. Well, running away I think with shit. I think it, it was just one of those things like I didn't feel like I was. Like folks would look at it and say, "Oh, you gave up too much," but for me, it was like, oh, "I don't care about these two other guys anyway." To me, they're like throw-ins. You know what I'm saying? So it was just one of those things. I had a deep bench, and I knew even on a good week, those guys weren't playing, but they'd be, you know, they the I guy would never. Playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm oh, very. All right, well, that's different. Because I'm not, you know? I'm not making a trade with anybody I know that's giving the playoffs. So those guys can. Fuck yeah, me, yeah, I, I don't do that either. But, but you were mentioning drops and. um it was probably two, three years ago. I had drafted uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. This was like, yeah, this was 21. And I dropped him because, you know, they just weren't throwing into him the first half of the season. And my buddy picked him up. And guess who I play in the championship game? Him. Him. And he blows it's up. The, and it's the game where he had like, what, 100 and something all-purpose yards against Seattle. Like he had a rushing touchdown. He caught another one. And I'm just like, man, I'm really about to lose to this guy because of Monroe St. Brown dropped 40 or 50 points, whatever it was. And ended up winning by a point because Deontay Johnson, I needed 15 and he got me 16 on Monday Night Football. <laughs> but I was just that. like, geez, man, I really almost lost this game because I dropped the Monroe St. Brown. So this past year, you best believe it, I was picking him up everywhere. I, could, I, could. I had him in a league. I had him in a league. He's he. He got banged up a few times. He got knocked out. Or got injured, but he's good. Yeah. He's he's. I'm gonna. I'm keeping my radar this year. That's for sure. But last year, in one of our leagues, this, or two years ago, 
I get the alert like so and so dropped Tyreek Hill. I go what? And I go and hit the submit button for it. And I, I my buddy, because you could see the times of the people submit for it. My buddy beat me by three seconds for the claim for Tyreek Hill. And the guy who dropped him goes, "Man, I was high as shit." Goes, yeah, that's him. that's absolutely that was his excuse. Yeah. I believe it. He mean he's a fucking big weed guy, but nonetheless, you go. <gasps> I mean, he three seconds. I go. You're but like, who did he pick me. up? What? I, I don't even I have, know. I have... <laughs> the sad thing is that this guy every year drafts a team that we're like, we're always like, team stinks. Fucking guy beat in the first year of that league beat me in the Super Bowl. Like he just had everybody blow up, and I mean blow up where. I mean, I put up like 130. The guy put up like 150 or 160. Like nothing. Yeah. It's one of those like you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. Kind of game. Yeah. And the I've, guy. I've had yeah. Tyreek Hill bite me in the ass like that. Like it seemed like every time he would go for 40 or 50 points, I was playing against him. Like yeah. there was one league I was up, probably like 30 points, and I had like two people left, and he might have had like you know three or four people left. So it was like a, a decent lead. You know, it could go either way. And I mean, Tyreek Hill just went for like forty points, and I'm just like, "We're gonna what do." The like, <laughs> l- 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 I'm sure the audience is like, "Who gives a shit?" But here's one fantasy story that I, and I, I, every time I play this fucking guy, this player, I always go, "It's never over." And here it is, Monday night. I forgot who it was they were playing, but was it Baltimore and the Colts? No, but I bet that game. That was great. I had that, and I bet the, oh, I bet Baltimore. Man. I bet Baltimore, and I teased them, and I cannot believe I fucking won that. I should have lost. But uh, no, this is a couple of years ago. I'm up by over a hundred, and my buddy, who would he have left on Monday night? Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and oh, that's yeah. what Patrick Mahomes got like fucking sixty something, and Kelsey he caught like three or four touchdowns, and I lost. And I said to my buddy. He goes, oh, man, good game. He goes, I am never going to cat out Patrick Mahomes, man. He goes, we're up by how many? He goes, you're up by 100. I go, I've seen shit like this. I just had a weird feel because they were playing a shit defense, too. I go, man, this is not over. And then you fucking know. I'm texting Same go, thing. I know it's coming. Me. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I fucking lost that game. Same, same thing happened to me. It, uh, like the same, it's the same guy, but, you know, for me, like, He's beat me by like 0.2 in the playoffs. He's come back before. I was up 95 going into a Monday night football game. And he had Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews when they went off for like 40 apiece or 50 apiece against the Colts. And I lost by like five points because uh, Blankenship missed the field goal and they went down the field and he threw a touchdown to guess who Mark Andrews to win the game. And I was like, I fucking hate this sport. I hate this sport. <laughs> So. Been there, done that. I actually, last one, I swear to God. Last <laughs> year, week one, it was Denver, Seattle. And this was a one that bit me in the ass and I made money on it. I took Seattle team total under 17 and a half. Seattle had 17 points at the half, but I thought I'm fucking done. I'm in Vegas and I lost the, I, I, I put the ticket in, I couldn't find it. They ended up not scoring for the rest of the fucking game. I won that bet by the hook. Now, problem, though, was I had Russ, who had guys drop two different touchdowns wide open, and I tied the guy because Russ fucking couldn't get me, I don't know, one more passing yard. Uh-huh. Tied him. Again, drop passes galore. 
I'm like, God damn it. I tied. Then, I mean, I still went to the Super Bowl. Lost, though. But nonetheless, yeah. fucking rust, man. That was a one that no one saw coming, right? But ugh, not touching him this year. Promise you that. Yeah, not touching him either. So if he goes off, then it is what it is. Even though I didn't. A lot of people beat me to the punch on Russ this year. A lot of people were riding the the Russell Wilson train. Some people love them more than me. And sometimes you just got to be like, okay, man, you know, hey, this not. It is. I'm not falling for that one again. I'm not. T- I'm not touching Russ this year. I'll, I'll tell you that. All right. Well, we can bring 16 back into the conversation now. Because, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's sitting the bench on this one, huh? He's not a fan. Yeah, of I, I, Kevin. I feel like you and you and Ezra become best friends because uh, he's been, uh, you know, looking for more folks like this who are who are, uh, you know, into fantasy. But you know, I guess I'll do a little bit more journalism on uh, your career as that as that goes. But you are now listening to the radio show. Fair, I haven't listened to a single Beyonce album front to back. There you go. And that's my point. I, if I hear it on the radio, I hear it on the radio. I'm not listening to Beyonce's fucking album cuts and trying to determine if that bitch is good. Because it ain't. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast to providers. Pivot, uh, back into um, your, well, the podcast or just in general. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in doing a podcast or really any project that you're presenting out to the public, um, how much does the feedback, good and bad, affect you, any if at all? Good question. Uh, I really focus on more of the good feedback as well as the constructive criticism feedback. Like, if you hear the, man, you fucking suck, you queef. Like, all right, that means nothing. <laughs> or uh, yeah, that, that, you hear that. Uh, or uh, you're, you know, you're not funny, you jerk off, whatever. But if, if it's if it's well written criticism and, and and they know how to you know wordsmith a bit, then I'll go. Oh, that sucks. But no, I mean, I had enough, and I'll ask a lot of people that I know will shoot me straight on some things, and I'm like, what do you think? Is this good? Is this not? Is this a good idea? Should I go with it? So, yeah, it, it, it I, the YouTube comments forget about. You'll go down that, and it, it is just open season on your ass, and I just don't 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 get into it. So, but again, for, for gutting the sacred cow, really, it's been pretty good overall. So I don't, in fact, I don't think there's been hardly any negative stuff. There has been some, I, I just don't remember, or it was just unremarkable. So yeah, it, it's, it, it depends. I think my batting average overall is pretty good. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about that. Okay. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it, sort of blocking it out because, you know, when you put, when you put yourself out there where people are seeing what you're seeing, you're hoping, okay, I hope they see the vision of what I was trying to do when they see this, but there's always going to be that one guy who's like, yeah, that's trash, you know. Yeah, you're Cordy, fuck off, I know. Yeah, yeah it happens, but I, again, I think the, the, the bodies of work are, are standing on a, on a decent set of legs, I'll say that. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of looking at it, because, you know, when you start to delve into the negative, it may start getting in your head and start affecting you and you don't want that negativity when you're trying to build a um you know i guess an empire i guess you would say you know so you definitely don't need that <laughs> trying in to trying to that's for sure so, and still keeping with the subject about movies and we were we were talking mm-hmm. about those so yeah i don't know if people still flip channels nowadays because everybody's streaming but what's a movie that if you're flipping channels if people still flip channels that you will stop I on do. anytime no matter what so glad you brought that up 16 here's why part of the of the gutting the sacred cow podcast as you mentioned before we talk about it's called the remote test. Now, 
if you're watching TV and you're flipping around, as you say, and you stumble upon a film that, and on any point of the film, half hour in, an hour and a half in, no matter where you are, do you drop the remote and go, I'm good, here we are. I have tons of those films. Big Trouble in Little China, Blade, Dark Knight, what, what was Aliens never misses with me. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Goodfellas, Casino, Clerks. Oh my God. Though I have so much. Back to the Future. Back to the Future 2. Uh, Endgame. A lot, Infinity War. There's just, there's so many. Naked Gun, Airplane, Borat. Fuck, it goes on and on. There are so many. Point Break, Total Recall, Commando, Terminator 1, Terminator 2. A lot of, you know, Rocky 3, Rocky 2, Rocky 1, Rocky 4. It's the just shoot, shooting shit out now, left and right. Collateral, any of the Mission Impossible films. I fucking love those. God damn, I cannot wait for that new one. Yeah, but they, they are. They got the, last, the last three. They are completely shattering all stereotypes of sequels. The last three are so much better than the original, the, the previous three. It's not even funny, man. Ghost Protocol bonkers. Ghost Protocol is good. I forgot the the middle one. Fallout is fucking great. I love Fallout. That's the sixth one, and it's the best one in this year. Dead Reckoning. No, no, Dead Reckoning 7. Part, sorry, Part 7 is Dead Reckoning Part 1. But any of those films are on, I just get sucked right in, and especially if I can quote the shit like that, forget. Caddyshack, Christ almighty, it's my all-time favorite film. Any of those films, man, I'm dropping that remote without a question. The world going, yep, good to go. I know, so, I know what's up. So A and E, TNT, <laughs> FX, they got you in a chokehold because a lot of those will. <laughs> no, because no, 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 I, I, no, because they have commercials. I mean, if I'm flipping through like HBO, oh, fucking okay. Showtime, Encore, we have to. I mean, if it, maybe if it's on, maybe if I'm flipping around, and I see something like, oh, okay, and then I'll pop on, and as soon as the commercial hits, I go, all right, well, we'll come back to it for sure, but. Yeah, th- th- those that's like I don't know twenty out of hundreds of films that I can jump on and go. I'm on, I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, it's funny you gotta mention that because uh, I've noticed like folks that'll be like, "Oh, you've never watched this movie before." Like if you've never watched a really popular or mainstream movie, just flip your TV channel on a Saturday. Like it's it's mm. on somebody's TV station. You can just watch the movie and you know, not get criticized by your friends anymore <laughs> until this podcast and i was purposely avoiding them i never saw in its entirety grease and dirty dancing and both the the, the both the woman who picked both of them at two different times i love her to death joanne nosichinsky she knows like that i that's like my my kryptonite is musicals and she knows i'm gonna hate them so she picked them because she knew i was gonna hate them and she's right they suck <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a musical guy. But I'm not either. Oh yeah. God, no, thank you. So, so no Chicago for Kevin at all. He's like, nah, no. count me out on that. No, not. Uh, don't sing me the dialogue. Say it. Don't sing it. So I'll pass. All right. So just again, just to reiterate, all right, that is Kevin Goatee. All right, he is the producer and presenter of Comics Watching Comics. All right, he's got his podcast, Gut and the Sacred Cow, that's available on Apple, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast and on the uh, YouTube search, just search for Gut in the Sacred Cow. Easy, do you have something else that ain't fantasy football related for Kevin? I can play fantasy football any day. Like, do you play any other fantasy sports or you just stick to the football? Fantasy baseball, I'm not near as good. I'm actually, this year is the first year I'm nine and one in fantasy baseball. I'm kicking shit in. I've gotten, listen, I have a few injuries, but not 
not the key ones. I mean, my first pick was Freddie Freeman. That guy's fucking raking. My second pick is Aaron Nola, who's not done that great. But, I mean, I've got a lot of other solid-ass play. I mean, Zach Gallon, I I, I drafted. He's having a great year. Logan Gilbert, great year. Jose Barros has been hit or miss. I picked up Michael Walk off the waiver. He's having a great year. Um, Harold Ramirez picked him off the waiver. A Rosarina I drafted. He's been bombing. Whit Merrifield bombing. I got Tatis in the third or fourth round. Yeah. Tatis in the fourth round. I waited on him. Ozzy Albies, Adley Rushman. I mean, these guys have all been healthy. And yeah, you you got a good team. Is this 10 team? Yeah, it's it's 10 team. It's very exactly. It's 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 small. So but yeah, it's been uh Teoscar Hernandez is having an okay year. JD Martinez is also on my DH. Pete Alonso, but yeah, Yeah, he is. He's been good all year, man. I can't complain a lot. Yeah, Pete Alonso too, but he's just got one on the on the DL. So yeah, I do fantasy baseball, but again, football, man, I know I bet football. I make fucking good amount of money. It's my second income. But you know, bet baseball too. Not near not near this year I'm getting killed. But fantasy baseball, I'm having a good year this year. I've always cashed, but I've never won this year. I, uh, I think I can win this whole thing. So, cool, man. That's we'll what's up. So, so, sorry, sixteen, but I gotta ask because I'm sure the the fantasy football listeners of our podcast are gonna want to know. So, so right. who is who is Kevin out on besides Russell Wilson? Like, I, you know, I don't know if you're a big Twitter guy, but you know, mm-hmm. we're at that point of the year, right? It's summertime. All these folks are hyping up different folks, and it's like, oh, I, this is who I'm getting in all my drafts. Blah 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 blah. Who who is Kevin out on? You're not touching. Even if they fall to round eight, and you're just like, nah, I just not fucking with them this year. You know, I'm not touching no one because this is June. I don't give a shit about fantasy football now. <laughs> He's speaking there's, my language now. There, there, <laughs> there are no there are no injuries. There's they're, they're right. doing they're doing mandatory camps right now. The only thing you have to worry about is someone busting an ACL in camp, and that's the only thing you give a shit about. Right. Uh, but you can find all this information on fantasy football jibber jabber, the show that I do with my buddy, uh, another uh, fellow comedian, Nick Whitmer, and I do it. We're doing it in the uh, Infiniverse in the joke community room. So the Infiniverse is like the metaverse, but different. So check that out. Um, yeah. Who? But I, I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know about. I, I, I the Jet fans think he's the second coming of Christ. He's thirty nine. I, mean, I would too if I was a Jets fan. I mean, who else yeah, they got well, to compare him to? No one. They had never had a quarterback. As we said, we said before, Joe Namath is below 500 his entire career and is in the Hall of Fame, which is horseshit, but whatever. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking to take Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if I get him later and I don't have a quarterback and I'm sacked everywhere else and he's the best player out there, all right. But, I mean – same thing with Russ. If he's way down there and I'm, I got him stacking all the other you know, spots up, maybe. But I'm sure I'm not reaching. I'm not going for Russ early. I mean, the real question is how early do you reach for Pat Mahomes? I mean, people go out in the first round and try and go get him. I say I, I understand. I don't think I have the balls to do it. I'd rather go out there and get a stud receiver or, you know, or Kelsey or obviously a stud running back. But Pat Mahomes in the first. I Again, I get the logic. I just I just – can't do it. Second round, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all, or even third round, obviously, but first round, uh, eh. if he had better receivers, then I think I, I could make the case to do it. But he's got trash receivers, but he still makes it happen no matter what. So yeah. whatever, he makes it. It's, it's, it's the Kelsey show, and then it's a bunch of nobodies. Marquez Van yeah, astounding him. If I'm the, if I'm in the back half of the first round, if I'm like pick nine or pick ten, I'll snag him. 
because I know I'm about to get I'm, another receiver or running back. Yeah. Um, I'm pass. I, I'm, I'll pass it on him then. I'll get that stud receiver or stud running back. I'm gonna go out and get. Oh, your boy just left. I'll go out and get like a Tyreek Hill or um, my God, I'm blanking on a, on a big ass receiver here. My God, Diggs maybe. But yeah, I'm I'm getting that that stud wide receiver back at nine and ten. You, you can't you can't fuck up your back. Not saying you're gonna fuck up with Pat Mahomes, but I want that positional player because quarterbacks there are way more quarterbacks out in the wire than there are solid ass receivers. No, I mean I, I'll give you that. I mean I I get it, and like I said, it just depends how the board falls. You know, it's just like. Someone yeah. always makes a crazy move. Yeah, I exactly. A, I had uh, there was one guy in the league who's a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and you could write that shit down. If there is a Bengal out there, guy will take Joe Burrow in the second round if possible. Right. He, again, if he has the number one pick, you can write down Jamar Chase is gonna go. You can promise you that. So <laughs> there are guys out there who throw curveballs, and you're like, again, a lot of these guys, I know how they're gonna draft, and I know what they're thinking, so I can at least whittle it down. But if you got a wild card in front of you, it just fucks everything up. And now you're like, well, I didn't think I was going to get Saquon Barkley here, but here we right. are. So it's all just the wild cards will do that to you. I mean, yeah. in baseball, someone took Otani and then I forgot who was still hanging around there. Go, what the? F- I, I forgot. I. I Whatever it was, someone fell, and of course, one before me. I thought, oh my god, is, am I going to get him? And I didn't get him. But yeah. that happens, man. You know, someone makes one like crazy pick, and then like holy shit, everyone else just scrounge runs and capitalizes off of that. So yeah, like I just, I mean, like you know, I, I'm a Saints fan. Sixteen's a Saints fan, and I, I love like it's it's a beauty to watch your team win in real life and. You know, Michael Thomas, right? Two years of Oops. getting you fantasy points, right? But I, I'm not that loyal to my real life team in fantasy. Like, you know, I'm just not reaching for some folks. You know, where do you take Kamara? Kamara's taking a big step back now. Where are you going to do with him? Well, I mean, as long as, shoot, as long as he's staying out of jail, doesn't have a sentence, uh-huh. I mean, I'll let him fall. I'll take him in the fourth. Fourth, he's not falling to the fourth in any of those leagues, buddy. I'll tell you right I, now, I, you'd be surprised, man. I've been in some, I'll be very surprised. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in some just some, um, like some startup dynasty drafts, and I mean, he's like falling, like folks are just out on him, don't want to touch him. And like you said, it's the offseason, we don't know anything, we don't know what's going to happen with this whole trial. Folks aren't touching him, so no. if that lingers on, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm serious. Folks are taking like, you know, J.K. Dobbins and folks like that. Over Never there. stays healthy. I don't know about that. Hey. But I, the, the the legal issue, guys. I don't fuck with them either. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's for sure. I picked up Ray. I picked up Ray Rice after he uh, off the wire. Like he was still out there, but the season started. I go. Let me just stash him in case he didn't come back. By the way, he didn't come back. <laughs> He's still waiting on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I held on to him for like four weeks ago. I, I got to move him. This isn't looking good. If I get if I get burned, I get burned. But you know, this is worth a stash. Yep. All right. So, Kevin, with this, I got uh, one more question here for you, and then we have a, a question game. We already been open, but this is something to just kind of open you up a little bit more than we do with our guests here. So, the last part is is that you know we talked about a lot of information. You're like a jack of all trades. You've got hands in a bunch of different places. Um, are there any like upcoming projects, 
shows, anything of note that we may have missed that you want to give voice to that we didn't quite get to or dive in deep enough? Yeah. Uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow is by far the numero uno project in my life. I'm bringing back Comics Watching Comics, which aired for eight seasons on Amazon Prime. Um, Christ, seven years ago or so. But it's going to come back in the Infiniverse again in that joke community room. One, I don't know. I think August they're looking to do that. So that'll be back and they got a budget for me. I'll make new seasons. But right now it's just comics, watching comics. And then again, fantasy football, jibber jabber. We'll start that back up in mid to late August when it's time to uh, training camps are kind of kicking around and then uh, drafts. People are starting to want to talk drafts. And then we do that show every week until Super Bowl. So that runs from late August till early February. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, gutting the sacred cow. You get it. One and a half episodes every week. One full episode of someone, uh, a, a guest picking a film they find overrated or hate and trying to convince us to see the twist. But here is, uh, sorry, get to see it. Here's the twist. The film has to meet one of these criteria. Widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. So you can't come on and go, well, Friday the 13th Part 8, that's a real piece of shit. Yeah, we fucking know that it stinks. So we give an unpopular, uh, sorry, we give a, a, a platform to those people with unpopular opinions about our most popular films. So that's every week. And then I also throw a little bonus episode up called What Did We Watch? So it's just a little five-minute episode of stuff myself, my co-host, and my guests have watched recently and offer an opinion about it. So that's uh, you get one and a half episodes every week of Gutting the Sacred Cow. And God damn it, do me a favor and leave a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. If you're on YouTube, if you want to see our smug, smiling faces as we shit or praise on certain films, Go over there, give that a like. Anytime you see our clips on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, just give us a like, share it. If it's funny, share it. If it sucks, don't say a fucking word. He said, come block it out. Seems like you might have a future in this business here, kid, because that one just rattled off just like that. You know, Kevin did that just like, you know, the routine. So, yeah. I do this quite Definitely often. Check it out. So, yeah, I got my pitch. Yes. I, got the, I got the pitch down to a fine science. No, it's all, it's all good. So having a nice conversation, you know, yep. it's scaled all over the place. Like I said, you got many different avenues that you're into, including the fantasy, which I, f I believe you and my brother just became best friends when it came to that. <laughs> you so. are listening to the radio show. Like I said, somebody just go out there and check on Jane Girl Jones and let me know if I need to Uber him <laughs> some juice or some soup or something. I, I'm glad to do why, it. Why are you sending that man some juice like he can't eat solid food? Like, let me send him some <laughs> <laughs> like in a nursing home or something <laughs> you're listening to the radio show on youtube and all other podcast providers all right so the next thing that we got up here is a game that we do with our guests it's called don't at me and basically what it is i got a, a couple of rapid fire questions i'm going to ask you and it's just you know the example i like to give is uh kevin uh which one do you prefer coke or pepsi and whatever your answer would be if it's pepsi you say pepsi and say don't at me like we on instagram like hey that's my opinion don't at me sort of like gut the sacred cow this is my opinion on the movie don't at me that type thing so all right you know if you're ready we can get into it let's do it all right so kevin here's the first one here all right you're about to sit down and have yourself a sandwich which one are you choosing you got a peanut butter and jelly or a grilled cheese Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Damn, that's a good Coming one. out with the fire. I know. I like both. I like both a lot. Uh, man, depends. Got to pick one, don't I? All right, if I make it, uh, I'm going to do grilled cheese. But it, but it's but it's, it's like 51-49, man. I love both. Don't at me. 
<laughs> Wouldn't dare. All right, so grilled cheese for him. Easy. Sandwich time. Which one you choosing? Peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese? Yeah, I'm going with the grilled cheese as well. I'm with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. All right, cool. All right, it's so close, we're, we're, it's like you know, fifty-one forty-nine election close. You know, we're we're all we're all in agreement with this one. though. it's the grilled cheese because it's universal. You can have it morning, noon, night. It doesn't matter. I guess you could do the same thing with a PB and J, but the grilled cheese is definitely one. Now, I do I do want to follow up on something with this, Kevin. It's an argument that my brother and I have been having for years. If you did right. choose that PB&J, which kind of jelly are we using on that? Grape, grape. Absolutely. Grape. Absolutely. It's not even close. It's yeah, not close. Grape. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, yes. don't at me. Yeah, that, it's, it's not even close, guys. It's not even close. Thank yeah. you. Stra- <gasps> strawberry is a distant second if there's no grape. That yes. is he didn't even, yeah. he didn't even hesitate. Strawberry is a, is a cute I've little never, ever, ever bought another jelly except grape. The only time I've had other jellies if I'm at a diner or somewhere else and they don't have grape jelly, go Christ. Apricot, stick that shit up your ass. No thank you. Uh, jam, no thank I don't want that preserved shit, whatever. Give me strawberry and the if that's the only thing that left out there that's not grape, but it's grape and this is not even a discussion. Wow, that's, a, that, that's an yeah, upset that, for me. No rebuttal, 16, he said. Zero. He didn't say what he had to say. Uh, uh, like I said, I feel like you and Kevin have become best friends between the, between the goddamn cool. grape yeah, jelly. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get on the fantasy show when it comes back around. And all. <laughs> all right, Kevin, here's the next one. All right, so uh, on this one, all right, so great jelly, goddamn it, no. <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. All right, your football team wins a title. Mm-hmm. And it's guaranteed, but if they win, they're guaranteed to have 20 straight losing seasons. Or your team will win the division or as a wild card for 20 years, but only has a 0.01% chance to win the title. Which one are you choosing? Get the fuck out of there. That's an easy question. Number one, give me the time, give me the chip. I'm a Giants fan. We win titles in bunches. We win two and four or five years, and then we go on a 20-year fucking hiatus. That's exactly how it's been. And it's exactly what it's gonna be. So I've got a long while to go before the next, I guess, 20, 2010. I got another oh, 13, 13 years already, my God. Um, 2012, I'm sorry, 2012. Uh, or 2011, 2011, Jesus Christ, all these numbers are, are screwing me up. Yeah, give me the give me the one and then give me the 20. That's it. All that, why, why would I sit around with being always the, the bridesmaid, never the bride? That's well, I mean, you have a percent chance, you know, you're going to be a perennial winner in the in the playoffs, so you have Who a chance. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if you're always in the playoffs like that? It's, if you're, That's great. You're, you know what you are? You're the Atlanta Braves then of, of the NFL. How about that? Just, hey, where's the lie? Where's the lie? None. As a Yankees fan, I take great solace in saying that. He does, because we were talking about before we were recording, we were talking about the 96 World Series, and you yeah. know I whine and cry about that one. That that one really got me there, but we're going to save my tears from 1996. EZ, man, what are you doing, man? You're taking that guaranteed championship, but you know you're going to have 20 straight losing seasons or perennial winner for 20 years, division and wildcard-wise, but you have a 0.01% chance of winning the championship. Yeah, Kevin... I'm not trying to agree with the guest on all the questions, but he hit it on the head with this one. It's number one. Give me the guaranteed title, the championship parade, the the hat. Give me all of that because, I, I mean, you know, as a Saints fan, we've seen a lot of, oh, man, you know, we, 
we got a real title contender here and oh you know san francisco oh minnesota oh the no call yeah i'm good mm-hmm. on that yeah just give me my title that way i can just do a victory lap for 20 years Ooh, this question is more painful than i thought you brought up all of our past playoff woes and it hit me right in the chest thank you for that reminder there bro i needed that yeah i didn't need that um which one would i choose it's a guaranteed title and 20 straight losing seasons or the division slash wild card for 20 years i'm in the playoffs and i have a percent chance of winning this seemed like less cut and dry before i was saying it but it's, you got to take the championship on that one and just take your medicine after but you had that championship in your back pocket hell we only won one and we still living off of that one so yeah you got to take the one championship on that one. yeah who so they that, who they who they beat the saints everybody gonna beat them saints that's what the answer is oh oh kevin you're a jewel we don't deserve you oh. All right. <laughs> What's the beef with the Saints if you're a Giants fan? I don't know. I don't listen. That's, he don't. I, he I, don't. He I, just I don't, making sure. I was like, hold on. Did I miss? No, no, no. We don't. We don't hate just, you guys. We we only hate three teams. That's the Philadelphia Eagles by far and away. That's the team I hate most in all professional sports. Dallas Cowboys number two, and of course the Patriots because they're a bag. They're a bunch of bag shit cheaters. And yeah, but you, uh, you beat the Suns bitches twice. twice. Yeah. yeah. But listen, as a Yankee fan. I hate Boston. So anything out of Boston, oh, yeah. I hate. Yeah, it makes so sense. Th- it, ble- it bleeds over from Red Sox to Patriots to Bruins, and I don't care about the NBA anymore. But those that's- are the main reasons. But again, here and here's the story. You guys can come to Giant Stadium. Oh, that's right. So say Giant Stadium. It's MetLife. You guys can come to Giant Stadium, and you guys can wear your Saint shit, and no one's going to say boo. My buddy season tickets. I go with him damn near, you know, at least half the games, maybe even two-thirds of the games with my buddy. I can hear his... I- I can hear a cell phone conversation the conversation three sections away if they play anybody but those three teams. If they play the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Patriots, shit's going to go down. But if they play the Texans, they play the Saints, they play the Seahawks, no one gives a flying fuck. There won't, no, there won't be any bullshit unless people try and start shit. Then there'll be a problem. But I can't lie otherwise. to you, bro. Like, I went to the Saints-Giants game in 2018 when... Uh... When was it? Was yeah, that the that one where Kamara ran out of the tunnel? Yeah, man. That was when Kamara just like went batshit crazy and he was on my fantasy team. So it was a, a twofold celebration. But uh Hey, didn't we beat yeah, you guys man. week two this year? We did. Oh, okay. Oh, they did, yeah. He's just a he's just Kevin, you fit in around here. Cause anybody who especially <laughs> for me on this show, being the person that everybody gives me shit from all our co-hosts. So if you start doing that, you're automatically in. So if you give me shit, you're, you're automatically in. But yeah, Thanks, no, Giants guys. fans gave me that work at MedLife. Like I, I had did my they? producers on. Oh yeah, I was like walking through the tailgate area trying to get to the front, and man, they gave me that work, man. It's like yeah, but listen, you know, it's that that's general ball busting. They weren't like they weren't again. Dallas, Philly, you will get the yeah business. yeah. I, I'm sure that shit is like toxic. You you get yeah. you get the business if you come through rolling to that. Especially oh, especially Dallas and Philly. Those though. Oh <laughs> well, we're not in that category because we're nah, also you guys Dallas are. haters. Get Dallas out of here. All right, um, all right, Kevin. Here's the next one. All right, who is a musical artist that no one would believe that you like that no one would believe that you do? You know, what my first concert was, and this is going to answer your question. Ready for this? Michael Jackson's Victory Tour. I was there when I was in first grade. Really? Yep. My dad, my mom was supposed to go, but my little brother was oh Christ. Two or three, he got sick. My dad had tickets for a work event, and he goes, you want to go? And I loved Michael Jackson at the time. I go, yeah, I want to go. 
Uh, <laughs> I even had the jacket too, a black jacket like that. So I went to see Michael Jackson at the Victory Tour in the Philadelphia uh, RFK Stadium. Nice. Yeah, tickets for that. So that's uh, my, listen. How old were you? It's first grade, so like six. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Six, All right. Seven. Yeah. All right, we we, we learning some stuff here. Easy. Who is a uh, a musical artist that you like that no one would believe that you do? I'm interested Smash in hearing because I don't think we talked about this. Man, I, Ma- I love. I guess it's Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth because of the Shrek <laughs> movies. And stuff. I'm so, kidding. I mean, that, it's funny you say that. Uh, damn, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because all the all the hip hop that we've talked about on the show, this has never come up before, and all the time we've been doing it is not. You know, for me, I, I, Katy Perry, bro. Like, there's some Katy Perry songs. Oh, that's an upset. What? I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, I mean, Katy I expected some kind of goofy, I, I expect some goofy white band shit, but I didn't expect Katy fucking Perry. That's yeah, yeah. Damn, hey, man. I mean, I mean right. hey, I'm, I'm I'm fulfilling the assignment. Yeah, there's, there's some Katy okay. Perry in those. All right. Not in like the everyday rotation, but it's hey, like, no, no, no it's need, no need to clean it up. It's cool, you know. No, you no, listen to Katy Perry, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. We're, this 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 may or may may not come back on a future episode, but we'll we'll, we'll leave it where it is, bro. No no big deal. All right, so a musical artist that I like that no one will believe I do. Okay, bro, this is gonna trip you out. So, Three Six Mafia. I like Project Pat, man. I don't know why I like Project Pat. Maybe because yeah, it's just that's, that's not outlandish. Like people like Project Pat. Like, yeah, but he's just like all the stuff. I'm. Oh, oh. listen, he, he got oh, this he song go. called Chicken Head. Listen to it on your Spotify. You'll just laugh the entire time. It's just he says these outlandish, outrageous things that are just. Is preposterous have and you, it's Kevin. Have you ever been to Memphis? Uh, Memphis, no. Okay, yeah. Project Pat basically is Memphis in a nutshell. But uh, he was he was a part of like three six, so like you know, Juicy J and all of them, like he was part of that group. Yeah, didn't get the three six. Just, I love old school rap. I just never got into three six mafia. That wasn't my uh, my jam. Yeah, so just look up Project Pat. Yeah, that could be like a and the song Chicken Head. You're gonna laugh the entire time. Okay. <laughs> Kevin ain't listening to that shit. He's like, yeah, sure. He ain't listening. I'll, I'll listen. I want to. I want to hear this shit. I'll, I'll All right. It. Check. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Um. All right, here's the next one. All right, Kevin. What is the better superhero movie? Iron Man, the, the first one, the very first Iron Man, or mm-hmm. the Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Iron Man's great. Very. I mean. 5248 Dark Knight that's probably the top of the mountain I wouldn't dare at you on that one okay. easy man what about you man uh, I'm um, not at him either it's the Dark Knight it's a lot of agreement here the Dark Knight um, is actually I think it's my favorite movie of all time if it's not my favorite it's in my top two or three um, I mean you said so, no problem with that so, yeah I mean man I was so excited for that movie like my wife bought tickets for him man and I, I I walked around with those tickets in my wallet for two weeks before that movie came out I couldn't even man I was so hyped up for that movie like even now I like when I watch it it takes me back to where I was in the theater I've, I don't know if I've ever been as excited to see a movie as I was The Dark Knight and it delivered over and over and over again it's great see, but that's, that's like the beauty of it it's like it's one thing to be hyped up for a movie and then it actually like fulfills like what you thought it was gonna do. It blew me End away. Game. I was beyond him. Yep. Yeah, in game. That, that sure. was an event. I told, Infinity War. I told my daughter. Infinity War. Yep. Both of those, I told my daughter, hey, no school. We're not, not today. We're going to watch Avengers. You know, you're all right. We're going to skip school today and go check this out. All right. Got uh, 
Last one here for well, actually, you know what, Kevin, you're doing so great. At this I got a bonus one for you, but let's get into this one here. <laughs> um, can you like your own social media posts? Yes or no? Can I? No, because that's jerk. It's that's like jerking off on a ceiling fan. It's the worst. I get Thanks. why you do that. It, it helps the algorithm, but it's a, it's the most narcissistic horse shit in the world. Like I'm liking my own shit. Like goddamn, if I didn't like Thanks. it, I wouldn't fucking post it. Oh thank you, thank oh. you. It, next Kevin, question. Have, next have you, question. Thank you. Have you and my brother Kevin. met each other in the past? Like, cause oh I swear the two God. of you are bonding thank over the you. stuff that him and I argue about on a damn well, near daily you know, basis. Kevin, well, listen, I six. This... Repeat, I want you to repeat yeah. that last part. Let's what jerking from... off in a ceiling fan? Well, no, not that. No, that was the first part. The second part. Oh, okay. If you didn't like the shit, you wouldn't post I wouldn't it have in wrote the it. first place. We yeah. know you like it because you're posting it. That's like when dumbasses say, well, in my opinion, hey, asshole, I know it's your opinion because you're fucking saying it. I mean, listen, 16, Easy and I just have common sense in spades. So that's what it comes down to. I mean, uh, that's, why we, that's why the eye to eyes. It's just logic, pragmatism at its best. You know? Whew. We're gonna have to Kevin. Train. We're, there's, there's room the train. You just gotta get on the train, man. You just can't keep standing there watching. On that one already. Fly. I mean, it's not even ganging up. It's common sense, man. It's, it's logic. It's like, I I know you like that photo of yourself because you're posting it for the world yeah. to see. Yeah. Not, let me hear. Let, let, I'll tell you what. Let, let, let's let's put this around easy. Let's give him this chance. I want you to sell me why you should like your own post. Go. Oh man, I like this guy. Please. Okay. He said, sell, "Sell you on why you should like your own post." I mean. Right. Or why does it, it make sense? If it wasn't there for you to like it, they should disable it. That's the best way I can put it. It's there saying, hey, this is your own thing. You can go ahead and like it. That's the dumbest is fucking it, logic I've ever heard. It is, is why it would you do point? that? What's the point? Do you want to go out there when you sign? A, no one does checks anymore. But when you sign a check, when you did, did you have to put like a star next to your name or a sticker next to your name? The, Oh, look at me. I'm giving out money to somebody. I'm special. I've got 25 hours of fa- No, no. You've already made your point by, but why do you have to like your, that doesn't, that, that logic does not make sense. I gave you a chance and you, you disappointed everybody here involved. So now that you've been embarrassed on your own show, you need to stop doing that shit. <laughs> Again, I tell you what, second chance, second chance. I'm a fan of second chances. 16, give me a reason why you should like your own post. And please, this time, inject some fucking common sense reasoning into it. Go. All right. I cannot believe that I'm going to do this, as you pointed out on my own show. But I'm going to just have to bow out and say, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and, um, you know, admit I was wrong on this one. Okay. Fuck That's me, it. Man. That's all you have to say. That's fine. That's fine. You admit you're wrong. We're not going to oh, beat you man. up. You admit your mistake. You're a man, you admit it, you move on, but now we're gonna all gonna move on. But you know, easy to see you at the next family gathering. This shit all over you for that. But nonetheless <laughs> This is well, this is I'm not gonna well, say shit. It, I mean it's it's being recorded for the world to see. So that's that's all the that's all listen, I need. Listen, audience, picture, audience, really. listen, this is the best way. Do a Twitter poll. Ask the audience, audience, do you think liking your own post is fucking stupid? If you have common sense like easy and myself do, then say so. But if you want to be in the 16th corner and sound like a dumb dildo, that's cool too, man. Listen, the world needs ditch diggers too. I couldn't sound more pejorative. I'm just fucking around people. I'm not that much of a dick. That much of a dick. Uh, 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 you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, there's, there's you know, 51, 
5149. We'll see. All right. So Kevin, here's the, the last one here for you. <laughs> and <laughs> the last one here for you. All right. So you're watching a movie at home. Subtitles mm-hmm. or no subtitles? My wife hears this. She's gonna be pissed because she likes to have subtitles on during them. But subtitles or no the subtitles? Only, the only time I will do subtitles if it is a foreign film where the subtitles are mandatory or if it's a film for example the fucking british i can't understand that cockney accent at all i've had to throw on subtitles on some of these brit films because i don't understand what the fuck they are saying but that is one tenth of one percent of the time i never have subtitles on i don't turn them on obviously if, if there's someone speaking a foreign language on them i don't cover my eyes and go ah they're speaking czech what the who cares no i don't turn subtitles on again unless i can understand what they are saying all right wouldn't dare at you on that one easy Easy. are you with me on that as well actually kevin i i'm not i'm not against the subtitles but i do i I, like i have them on I, i can't explain it to you i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that i'm right in doing so it's just a thing why? What, what? What's the thing about it? I, I want to hear this logic. I, I have no idea. Maybe I just can't hear well. I just like having the subtitles on. That way I'm like, wait, what did they say? Or like I'm flipping back to try to make sure I knew what they said. I just... You know, Does I your just, rewind button not work on your remote? When you don't, if you don't hear it? Like like I said, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not like my brother where I'm just going to try to make a stance. Everybody should have subtitles because if you got the movie on with them or not, it is what it is. I'm not sitting here, but there's some folks that will like argue you down in the street because they have no. They won't. Some- they're not going to argue me. They're not going to argue me down. Then they're then they need they need their hearing checked, or they're uh, I don't know. I'm not going to sound like an asshole. I disagree with that standpoint, but to each his own. I'm not in your house. If I'm at your house watching a movie, you have to have that shit on, and it doesn't fall into one of those two categories for me. I'm going to say turn that shit off. But the chances <laughs> of that happening, pretty fucking slim and none. Oh, let's see. For me, um, go ahead, Kevin. What were you saying? I was going to say, do you guys just have these brotherly disputes and created a podcast to have guests come on and explain why one brother is wrong versus the other one? You know, it's funny you say that. No, that's not the reason why we have this show. <laughs> but number two, okay. we will have a dispute. And then when we do a show, it becomes a question to try to help 16 prove his point. Oh, shit. One way or the other. Because it's happened okay. before. No, no, no lies, detective. And sometimes it, it, it could go either way. You know, it's fine. Tonight's your night easy. You know, Kevin's in your corner. And it, it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But Kevin and I do agree on the subtitles. If I want to read, I'll read. I don't want to read with my movies. I just want to watch the goddamn movie. And if you can't understand what they're saying, turn the volume up. It's, it's pretty much, you know, that simple and, with Or it. again, if it's a hard dialect, I'm completely for that. If it's a hard to understand dialect, I'll, I'll throw them on like Peaky Blinders. My sister tells me you have to watch that shit. Sometimes the Guy Ritchie movies where they have that Cockney bullshit. You can't understand what the fuck they're saying. You know what? I don't get it. Um, there's another one I did. I turned them on. I couldn't I couldn't understand what the hell they're saying. But yeah, it's, it's very, 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 very rare that I do that. Well, I tell you what had plenty of logic in it. That was playing Don't Add Me with Kevin Goatee on the Aftermath. He did a great job doing that one. So that was fantastic. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Bruh.
This is that knowledge you can't learn in college right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little news you can't refuse and hopefully not abuse, you know? We ain't doing nothing here but trying to help folks get their weather together, church. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Christian, you sound very pimp adjacent, and I like it. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Fantastic with that. So, um, Kevin, you know, do you gotta... want to try to get Kevin in your corner on something? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. it's better this way. Ask Kevin if you if you game at all. We could we could you know do you uh, video games at all? Yes, no. Yeah, yes, I do. Okay, what okay. What, what system is the system of your choice? I'm like a very PS brand guy. loyal. I am a PS5 guy. Oh, yep. there we go. Yeah, you're 0 for 216. Good job. Yep, yep, because I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah. yeah. I never, I just never got, I mean, I just jumped on one system. Like, I did never had, I always had Nintendo. Then I had Super Nintendo, then Gen, then, then 64. Then I went right to PS1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I even got Nintendo Wii when that was out. But I never fuck with Xbox. It's just like, why? It's just, I don't have anything against it. Just play, I just had the PlayStation platforms. They always seemed to have the superior games that were unique to that system, and never got away from it. Jesus, this is the this is wow wow wow. That's an ooh. This is an upset. You know, Easy's like look at the look at look at your face, man. Let's look at his face. This is uh. <laughs> look, the Easy seal of approval is. God damn it, man. Got a look. So, Kevin, man. Um, you know, just uh, what I was saying before is that um, you know, we appreciate the time getting to know you. Um. Great conversation. Um, I feel like we made another friend of the show where we'd love to keep Likewise. the dialogue open and, uh, you know, have yeah, further conversation. Um, we love that um, because we review movies from time to time as well. We got what's called a radio show ATL at the movies. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing one pretty soon, probably extraction since we did the first one. We'll probably be doing extraction at some point. But we got to, you know, keep this dialogue open. But I just wanted to reiterate Kevin's information here. So. The podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow. So that's available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. All right. You want to see this lovely face? Go to YouTube, search <laughs> Gutting the Sacred Cow. Oh, it's a great podcast, a great listen. Give them a like, a follow, a listen. All that shit counts. Show them some love for sure. But Kevin, it was definitely a, a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, we appreciate you coming to uh, talk to us on the show today. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to go back and have a grilled cheese and not watch a movie in subtitles. There you go. Damn right. <laughs> but no, we, we definitely appreciate the time and um, look forward to further conversation in the future. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for the opportunity to hang out with you boys tonight. It was indeed fun and I enjoyed it. Appreciate it, Kev. Thank you. You are now listening to the radio show. They are, they are. They are really good. They are like the sexiest vegetables. They're so good. Well, I don't want sexy. I want it to taste good. You're older than all of us. You should learn to like sexy vegetables. You're going to need them. Your joints need them. I'm I'm good. You don't want to pull a muscle tying up your shoe, 16. I mean, it happens for me in your age. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Easy. we're back here on the Aftermath. We just got done talking to Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. I don't even have to start to ask what your favorite part was because I already know it was nerding out on the fantasy football. Tell me all about how you like that. Uh, actually, my favorite part was the fact that Kevin said you should not like your own post. I, why did I know you're going to focus on the Easy was right moment, but 
you know, Kevin's a funny guy and, you know, he got one in on me and it's all good, but it was a great conversation. Great to get to know him about all the things he has going on, especially with the podcast and everything. It's just, you know, he's got a lot of uh, what they say, irons on the fire. So uh, definitely take a look at the screen here. So it'll get you the information for Kevin to check out his podcast. So he's the presenter and producer of Comics Watching Comics. All right. So that's on Amazon video. So you can search that. Uh, his podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cows, that's available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also search for Gutting the Sacred Cow on YouTube. Again, a like, a follow, a listen, subscribe, all that stuff. It's a great podcast. I can definitely vouch for it personally. haven't seen it myself. Very entertaining. He does a great job of hosting and presenting and giving his thoughts on movies. So you definitely should check that out. All right. Now, on the flip side. As far as the radio show ATL goes, if you want to be a guest on the radio show ATL, just send us an email, the radio show inbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text 678-800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So easy again, man. It's always great hanging out with you on these interviews. Um, it was great talking to Kevin Goatee. He's a great guest. And I feel like we made another friend of the show, so I'm pretty sure we're going to be speaking to him again. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to join the shenanigans here pretty soon. So. Yes. He fits right in. Sarcasm is what we are built on over here. So, again, we thank you for the time. Thank you for all the support that you give the radio show ATL. And uh, we're just going to keep dropping this heat all 2023. So, again, you know, thanks for the love, the support, and all that good stuff. And we'll catch y'all next time. Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys who talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics. As well as an interview or two. Or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk Podcast. ZZ-Talk Podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, this is Alora Lovelight, and you're tuned in to the radio show ATL. Make sure to check out my latest single, Erodicy, and follow at It's The Radio Show on Instagram. If you want your music heard on the radio show, email the radio show inbox at gmail.com.